2: every episode writer Becky Howard, that's me, and my friend psychotherapist Lucy Clyde will be talking about how we can look after our mental health during the coronavirus crisis and beyond because whatever type of pandemic you're having it's hard on all of us. So let's try and get through it the best way we can by talking.
1: Everything there is to know about staying indoors in our own houses that's what we know everything about right now. That's the good <laughs> that the Talk place?
2: about talk about catching <laughs> the end of a trend. <laughs> our next <laughs> our book will be how to stay indoors and not lose your mind. <laughs> Just as everyone is uh... launched six months after
1: everybody's you know fully, fully and forgotten all about it. We yeah. are really
2: at the bleeding edge. Oh my
1: god! I know, oh. right? <laughs>
2: Oh hello. <laughs> hello! 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 hello. Um, I am just thinking that as I sit here, we both have had our—not that my hair looks particularly great today—but we have both had our hair done, and I have yeah. got things on my fingertips, you my nails, which, which, which kind of speaks volumes, doesn't it?
1: Oh my god! The symbolism in that is enormous. Yeah, it does. It does. I know haircuts. I mean, I, you know, obviously you and I live in London, and uh, when I came back from getting my haircut. On, I did it on public transport and every other person.
2: You did your haircut thing, on public transport. No, I
1: went troubled. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't plumbed those so Although, no, maybe. I mean, there wasn't hairdressers. There wasn't literally if you'd if that had been the only way of getting my hair cut, I would have taken it four weeks ago, but fortunately not. No, and everybody on there, every second person on there had a fresh cut or a fresh blow dry. Yeah. Well, it's it's
2: it's many 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 months of pent up demand and yeah. um, need, and I think the very fact that you know we are sitting here looking marginally <laughs> better than we have done uh, for the past few months is yeah. really about really like you said, it, it's really about where we're all at right now, it is. which is at this kind of knee knee trembling phase of is is this it. On the brink, on the brink of something, not quite sure what, but something. And we have just realised, haven't we, that it's an anniversary of sorts. It is. Go on, you say it. Well, I, I'm not sure on the exact dates, <laughs> but I know, I know, no, no, because I remember that we published or posted or I don't know, made live, I don't know, I should know by now what you call it,
1: yeah.
2: our first episode of How to Cope a year ago at the beginning of may 2020 <sighs> yeah, did, is the first time we put it out
1: oh my god oh my I god that uh, yeah i just i just as you said that i just had a little moment of remembering exactly how i felt uh you know as you and i were talking about this and as we were setting stuff up and as headphones were arriving for a delivery truck and all of that stuff i had a sudden reminder of just how sick with anxiety i felt yeah at that time that's extraordinary that was so very strong yeah
2: it was yeah. a it was it was a very very intense time but then again I don't think there has been many not not that many light times this year it's been one intense <laughs> intense experience after another
1: in do different let, ways do let me it? know when it eases off because I'm ready <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know it's like a year on the edge of my seat I don't think it's been a good thing yeah, yeah.
2: and I think yeah. I think that that sense of looking at it as a year, and not really understanding what that means, I think that's something that is really um, uh, something we're all experiencing now. Which is, as we're sort of looking forward, and as you know, at the moment, Touchwood, all the news that seems to be around us is pretty good, yeah. right? It's the vaccines are working, the restrictions are far, uh, lifting, yeah. they're not causing another spike, you know, so you know, start warming up your arms, ready to hug everybody. Yeah. Um But it doesn't feel real. No, it doesn't, does it? does it?
1: It doesn't. And and it's really, that's that's such a strange observation, isn't it? Because, um, yeah, it, it, it all, to me, feels still theoretical. And obviously you get, I mean, I'm sure you've had it too, stuff binging into your inbox about book this and we're yes. open then and yeah. hooray, hooray. And I look at it and I go, hmm. And I don't engage. I'm not engaging with those emails particularly um, because it just doesn't feel real. And I don't feel like I can quite believe it. No. And that's odd, too.
2: It's really odd in it. um, You said something um, brilliant once. No, Once? About 10 years ago. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you did. No, you said something brilliant only a few minutes ago. (laughs) which was, it really is exactly right, this
1: observation, which is,
2: what was it? It was something about what feels fictional and what doesn't feel fictional. A
1: year ago, we were sitting here in this weird situation and it felt like the pandemic was fictional. Like you couldn't quite believe it was real. You couldn't quite believe it was happening. It didn't feel like, it didn't feel possible. So that felt fictional. And we were all sitting there going, what? How come? No way. Yeah, like, where am I living now? It's impossible. No, it doesn't make sense. And now... The opposite is true. So now the pandemic feels real, but the possibility of other life returning feels almost fictional to me. I'm like, no, that can't be happening. No, 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 no way. Because the pandemic is all I know, right? This is it. This is (laughs) my life. So... Uh, so you know, but but I think that's that's the power. I mean, that is the power of a, of the calendar year, is it shows just how long it, or short time it takes for you to your entire reality and your entire sense of your whole lived reality to change in a really profound way and a potentially slightly scary way. Um, you know, but that's the thing. I mean, it's you know, this has gone from being an unful, unthinkable impossibility mm. into mm. the only way we live. And that's, do you know, that's... The, You're so right. You're so right. It's a head right. fuck, actually. It is a massive, a massive It's,
2: it's fuck. a huge okay. head buck.
1: And I do keep
2: having these little moments where, you know, just going about my normal life and, and obviously being able to do slightly more, you know, obviously we can't all go in, sit in cafes and, and work mm. or, or do things like that anymore, but we can do more things. And as I'm going about doing them, I, I keep feeling peculiar and like I shouldn't be doing them and and catching myself and having to go, yeah I can, I can, can't I? Yeah, I can. Mm-hmm. And that that idea that we are so used to this way now, it, it just staggers me how we are as humans and how our brains have adapted to this. You know, none of us wanted it mm-hmm. at, at the beginning. Nobody wanted it. Mm-hmm. And many of us found it incredibly difficult some of us found it less difficult but the ad- the adapting has happened and yeah. now this readapting or this this idea that we've got to kind of now be just smoothly go back into the other way is, is feels so odd yes, not yes. that I don't want it not no. that I don't want to hug people and see people and eat in a restaurant but it just feels strange
1: it it does it feels it, it just it just I mean the, I think the concept of neuroplasticity is possibly helpful here uh so neuroplasticity is the brain's capacity to adapt and learn and it doesn't change so we're capable of learning and adapting to all kinds of situations throughout our lifespan um you know uh which is good news for us right um yeah. <laughs> particularly right now um but yeah, it's it's that that's neuroplasticity at work. This is that this has become the only true reality, and this is what we know, and this is how we do. And look at us, aren't we all doing well? Dumpty, dumpty, dum. You know, living in this weird in this weird way that actually isn't weird at all. And what's now weird is that somehow we might think about going back to the way things might have been a little bit. Adaptations are hardest at the sort of on the other side of them. So adaptations are hardest when you're contemplating them. Yes. Yes. Not when you're doing them or you're on the other side. That's the easy part because you get to take action and then Mm. you get and then your action results in an in a measurable change. So You get to go, look, I did a thing and now I can see that it changed and now I feel good. And that makes us all feel good. What Mm. everybody struggles with is the bit before where you're sitting in a soup of uncertainty and I don't know how to do this. And oh, my God, this feels weird. This is always the hard bit. And it's the sort of an elevated level of stress. That is quite useful sometimes in facilitating the drive and the change to kind of to get going. So this is why
2: we don't like getting all these emails about why we should be at all these concerts yeah. and why haven't we booked this event and that event, and it feels a bit like, no, leave us alone. Yeah. Or leave me alone, definitely.
1: No, no definitely, leave me alone. I because you're just not in the groove. We're just we're just on the wrong side of it.
2: Um, I'll tell you what, I also kind of it slightly strikes me as odd, is is when is this idea that, you know, as we kind of go back into the thing, to doing the things we used to do,
0: mm.
2: it sort of strikes me that are, are we, is that it then? Are, are we done with, with everything? And have we yeah. not changed? Yeah. And this idea that, you know, we, when we were in the depths of the worst lockdown and, and, and everything was you know pretty hard and, and a bit miserable, I think there was a kind of sense of, you know, when we come out of this, we we shouldn't go back to you know the craziness or there's got to be things we can take from this mm. and learn or whether that's on your very own personal level you know little changes you should make as a as a person or whether it's on a kind of big you know societal level that like this has exposed all the you know mm. the the haves and the have nots have nots rather and there's a slight kind of thing I have like oh are we just going to not learn anything from this are we just right. going to kind of all slip yeah back into these that's for me It's slightly taking the edge off the the feeling of of you know uh, yeah. of, of joy and and looking forward of, no I get that
1: oh. I get that I get that I have not missed the FOMO <laughs> no <laughs> I not god no. no 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 I, t- I, I totally totally get that um that's interesting isn't it because also I think that's that's a real indicator that we're on the cusp of something that we may not be able to drive so Mm. we so you can't you know our individual capacity to control how the world unfolds is really limited right yeah you know we can we can influence our own lives but but and it's that thing of at the like we're at the beginning of it all when we were slightly sort of riding the crest of an unstoppable force and couldn't do much about it and how sick and powerless and anxious that left us all feeling I wonder mm. if this is a a similar thing is that you know you're about yeah. to start being swept away by a wave of something that you don't feel entirely within your remit to, to to control and that maybe you don't want it and that it, that makes you feel a bit sick and a bit sad and also I think it's really hard to think that we have all been through something so Frankly, shit, and have suffered so much in so many ways. And to think that we would just go back. Is 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 a real kind of potential annihilation of your suffering, and that's that's crap. You know that that can't that can't happen.
2: And I'm that, not I'm not okay. in any way putting myself as a personal like I've had the worst COVID uh, pandemic. I really no, really have not. No, compared. I know that. Um, but it, it, I suppose actually I think it's one of those things that will unfold in the years to come, and I I really hope yeah. that there will be some positive outcomes, like big 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 positive outcomes, a bit like the ones that Damien Barr you know yeah. sort of alluded to when yeah, he was no, chatting. He was great um But I think obviously it is too soon for those to become apparent, isn't it? And at the moment, everyone's just busy sliding back into these massive, you know, pub <laughs> gatherings and getting smashed, um, yeah. you know, yeah. and you know, and you know, is it is just a bit weird. But it's that it's that idea of time, isn't it? And and time feeling very very odd, and us being able to sit here and go, we started doing this podcast a year ago it's the longest and the shortest year ever yeah. at yeah. the same time.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and it's messed with our sense of time, hasn't it? Because
0: completely,
2: we can't really... Feel like time has passed in a way that we used to mark it.
1: No, we've you know all the all the landmarks, all the milestones, all the kind of the the bits and pieces of your year that you tick off, including and quite significantly Christmas in this case, which was cancelled. um <laughs> You know, which, uh, uh, and and things like New Year and you know birthdays and you know all of that stuff have all been have all been sort of a bit rubbed out, and that's you know that's 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 obviously messes with you uh, with your sense of time passing the other thing that messes with your sense of time passing is novel is novelty so change because that that helps us understand that helps us register the passage of time uh physiologically mm. uh and so we haven't had much change because we've all been stuck in the same environment and same you know in our little spaces and the other thing that affects your capacity to think about time is stress so there is a particular thing that happens when you sort of you know that thing of um when you're in um a life-threatening incident and your sense of time slows right down. Oh, yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's sort of something that probably took two seconds feels like it was a 15-minute event. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's partly to do with, you know, stress and, you know, all kinds of systems in your body kicking off and altering how you perceive time. And so our, our 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 sense of how we perceive time is very linked to what's going on to our, on, on for us in the here and now and in our immediate environment. And so we've had all these reasons why we might not be able to really understand time. And I think when we can't understand time, that makes us feel very shaky within ourselves and like we yeah. don't really get ourselves and what's going on. So the idea for me that it's been a year that we've been doing this, you and I have been sitting here physically. Um, you know, doing this, I, I I, am, as I'm talking, I cannot really understand it. I cannot, I am Icon. noticing that I'm hitting a massive wall where I just cannot get my head around it. I don't, I almost don't understand what the word a year means anymore. <laughs> it's that bad.
2: It's, it's so bad. It's, it's very discombobulating. Bad. It's in, like, you know, if ever there's a time to use the word discombobulating, this is it coming or going (laughs) no no and I think I think we are I think this is a very odd phase where we are we're like being pushed out blinking into the world again and we don't know what's going on and where we are and and I think it's affecting all of us very differently
0: yeah
2: um you know I'm sure everybody can think of someone who is You know, just joyfully, you know, you know, joyfully taking all of the um, advantages they can. You know what they can do with meeting up with people um, outside, making plans, you know, booking tickets, doing whatever they want to do. And then there's other people who are much more cautious. And sometimes I think the caution comes from different places. Um, So, for example, I know people who are still being cautious because of the perceived risk even though they might have been jabbed even though the people they meet you know all of that so that perceived risk is not really real now but they still have that worked into their psyche and then there's other people who are cautious just because it feels more natural
1: yeah
2: um you know whether it's a whether you think there's actually a big risk factor or not, it just feels like well, this is surely how how we should all be and what's the best way of kind of managing that sort of i guess if you're kind of feeling anticlimactic about these you know these loosenings these okay we should all start meeting how you know if you're feeling cautious and like oh actually it's not that exciting i don't really want to do it what what's that about and how should you manage it
1: well i i'm slightly wondering if underneath that there's something i wonder if that is it anticlimax or is it something about feeling quite sad actually underneath that is that something about struggling with And the beginnings of coming to terms with what a tough time we've had. You know, is there something about actually this has been really hard and this has been really sad, and I'm not ready to celebrate yet because I am in the middle of a whole, a different emotional process, which is about, Uh. which is maybe the beginnings of grief or something, or a different stage in grief, or something about, you know, the other. To keep coming back to Damien Barr, the other thing he talked about was a year of lost living. And that's yes. a very, very, very significant loss. And and all the other losses that, you know, when you and I started first started doing this, we did one of our first episodes, I think, was about all the things we've lost. And it was the loss yeah. of a sense of safety, the loss of a sense of freedom, the loss of the sense that the world is an okay place to be. Yes, you know, yeah. All of that stuff. And I wonder if... It's very jarring, isn't it, when, when the messages come in and go, whoa, it's all great. And, and actually, you know, quite a lot of us have been very, very profoundly miserable for quite a long period of time. For <laughs> reasons that we can't control. And, you know, I do, I wonder, I wonder if it's just something about things being very jarring and there being, yeah, the beginning of a sense of sadness. And maybe what we need to do is all, as well as go, yay, this is great, is to be able to acknowledge that actually this has also been really hard. And one of the things that has really struck me about all of this, which has been strange to me, is the the lack of um, public commemoration for the people who've died of COVID.
2: Isn't there meant, is there some kind of movement um, for that? Like, you know, some kind of, I feel like I've read something about, you know, There's a wall somewhere. Is there a wall somewhere where people have been going to remember pe- that, you know, if they've lost someone? But I think and the it's... thing
1: is, it hasn't been government led and it hasn't. No, you're right. Led it's, and it hasn't it's been ground been, roots. It's, grassroots. Been, it's been grassroots. It's been people who are having a really shitty time, which is, you know, a very good thing to do if you've had a shitty time is to turn it into something you know visible and important. But I think the problem is that, you know, we're so at the moment at this stage you know everybody's so focused on recovery and getting back out there that not much time or energy is 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 being spent on I think what what, acknowledging on acknowledging and I think that's the emotional process that sometimes for some people needs to come before the celebration is the kind of the acknowledgement actually it's been really hard and you know that this has really affected everybody in a really serious way and that probably deserves a bit more public comment and acknowledgements, and you know some kind of physical I think
2: marker. you're really I think you're really onto something actually there um that I think you know for so many of us the, the complicated way in which we are approaching this new phase
0: yeah.
2: is you know and mine, uh, you know mine on many levels was a kind of like how how can you know this disbelief this kind of this can't be right like da, da, da. and like we were saying for other people mm. it's, it's many other different it kind of manifests in different ways it's probably coming from a place of, of we, ha- it, it feels wrong. It feels odd to come out of this past year and then just, ah, oh, there we go. Just pick up the threads of everything and we'll just carry on as if nothing yeah. ever happened. Yeah. It's that thing. It's as if nothing ever happened. So without that, like whether it's a day, a Memorial day or whether it's an event or whether it's just a, you know, a, a, a a wall or somewhere that is kind of go something to go do you know what you're you're quite right this has been such a a difficult awful traumatic year and and for absolutely everybody and we need to recognize that it's a recognition isn't it
1: and it's and there's there's you know there's there's a collective grieving that probably needs to happen as well for us to really move through this and to feel all right and to feel safe and to feel okay and to be able to inhabit whatever comes next in a sort mm. of, in a, in, in a way that feels all right to us. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's to not, to not be doing that, to not be acknowledging that is sort of feels a bit weird. It's like a sort of weird form of gaslighting, isn't it? Or sort <laughs> of a denial of reality. You can't just. It's like, sweep. what are you talking about? Everything's great. And it really, yeah. it really bloody isn't. And you can't just sweep this shit under the carpet. And Mm. I think and I think on a personal, you know, so on a personal individual level, what can we do? Well, don't sweep it under the carpet. You know, it's been really hard. And, you know, even those of us who have not by any admission had the worst pandemic have still had a really rough time. So, you know, don't sweep it under the carpet. You're going to feel sad. You're going to feel ambivalent. Your friends and family are probably feeling a bit sad and weird, too. So, you know, try and talk to people about it if you can. But you know, and if you need to kind of mark it in your own way and connect with that feeling of sadness in your own way then 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 do that, and you'll find it much easier to feel celebratory eventually, but you know you can't it's really hard to do the celebration without the morning. it's like having the wake without the funeral
2: lucy it's brilliant <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what i I think you know it was kind of you know swirling around my non-psychotherapist trained head going (laughs) what is this bizarre thing that's going on um and I think that's a great place a great place to leave it yes um um and we are going to take a a little pause aren't we we are
1: we are to see what happens next (laughs) Yeah. And possibly to wrap our own heads around where the hell we are now, because I certainly need to do that. I certainly need to kind of spend a bit of time and work yeah. out quite what this has done to me and where this has left me. And, you know, I've got a bit of thinking to do on that front, for sure. Yeah, no, it,
2: it, yeah. And we've we've been in the, we've just had so many amazing, amazing, interesting experiences talking to people and being able to kind of, you know, ride ride this roller coaster yeah. with many different interesting people with totally different experiences and yeah it it feels like the right time doesn't it you know it's we've got Mm. we've got the year we've got the year of the year of this and we've got this kind of weird here we go let's all go raving now (laughs) um atmosphere going on outside So yeah. I've got my glow sticks. Have you? And have I you? will see you
1: there, Lucy. I'll, I'll see you there, but I might go and have a big cry first, if that's all right. I might just need to, you know, if i if you see me at the rave and I'm in the loose weeping, don't worry, it's just something that has to happen. I'm going to get it out of me. That's okay. <laughs> all right, brilliant. All right, see you later. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to How to Cope with Becky Howard and Lucy Clyde. If you enjoy these podcasts, please rate them and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And tell your friends. Thanks for listening to How to Cope.